0: You are listening to The Mark Milton Show with a smash. Hosted by former Department of Justice Tax Division attorney, Mark Milton, the STL tax lawyer. Here's Mark Milton. I
1: should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope and run. I'd be wearing my six suit,
0: riding my pony. All right, yeehaw, you're listening to The Mark Milton Show Normally, with the Smash, we do have Sally here today inside the Miller Furniture Studios. What
1: did you do to Smash at tax time? Smash at, a, at an
0: appointment. Um, he's on the run from the IRS. No, just kidding. He had an appointment. He couldn't make it here today. We are grateful to have the great Jane Duker here inside the Miller Furniture Studios at STL Tax Lawyer headquarters. Welcome to the Mark Milton Show.
2: I'm so happy to be here. This is awesome. This
0: is like a real studio, I right? I love it. I love it. We're calling it the Blue Note Studio uh, or Blue well Note done. Conference Room. It's the Miller Furniture Studios inside the Blue Note conference room because we have some blues decor here. I was actually at the game last night, ran into the great Doug Vaughn. Packed house for uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stanley Cup ring night, the replica rings. There were people it's lined cool. up for like two
1: hours to to try to get those. And I think it added to the flavor, too, having the winter classic threads. The only time the blues wore those at home this season was it, Tuesday. Yeah they, yeah, they looked. I bought a new cap.
0: They have the normal nice. brand has blues gear now inside the, uh, the shops there. It's really exciting. Well, yes. Jane, thank you for being here. You just came in hot from... Uh, Jeff City is swooped oh, by. Oh yeah,
2: the Mecca, the Mecca <laughs> is doing quite its normal self for yeah. budget time. So okay, that's something I'm sure you understand and hear about all the time. But oh, yeah,
0: a, a little bit. Yeah, I don't spend as much time in Jeff City as I probably should. Or I, 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 I don't
2: know. I, <laughs> I, 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 think you probably do about just right. Okay. It's better to read about it than be there. But no, um, yeah. So they're, fin- they're hopefully finishing the budget. So.
0: Well, I appreciate you being. I was actually very excited to see on filing day you throwing yes. your name in the ring yes. for county executive on the Democratic side, yes. running against somebody who I have attacked on the air on this show, Sam, Dr. Sam Page. Um, I think the guy is out of control, and I was glad to see you throw your your hat in the ring. So, tell us why you're running for county executive, and and what would make you better than the existing county exec.
2: Well, the first thing is, is, you know, I mean, I don't think anyone thinks that St. Louis County is on the right track. Um, you know, crime has doubled. Uh, we have no, you know, sort of outward recovery plan for how to get out of COVID after all the shutdowns. I mean, St. Louis County really took it on the chin with his uh, shutdowns. So um, I kept looking around at people and, you know, trying to recruit somebody. And then it just, you know, my light bulb went on. I said, wait a minute here. Hmm. I'm so much more qualified than him. I can do this. And so I don't know if you know much about my background, but, um, you know, I was in the attorney general's office and right out of law school and, uh, SLU law graduate SLU law graduate. There you go, And yeah. And I went to the attorney general's office and I worked for uh, governor Nixon when he was the attorney general and, uh, did everything from rate regulation to education policy, the U S Supreme court. I was on Supreme court team for the desegregation case and I got a lot of phenomenal experience and sort of got the bug that I really enjoy government and uh, then went sort of into private practice so that I could have children, get married and feed them. <laughs> and <laughs> so I actually, when I was at the AG's office in Jeff city, I waited tables at night. I had to, cause I would, I, I mean, $26,000 coming out say. of law school. So you have student loans. And if you want a car and food, you know, so I, I did want food. So I did wait tables at night, which was kind of interesting. And then, um, and then I, uh, went back to Jeff City, did my second tour of duty, where I I was the first female general counsel to a governor in the state's history. And shortly after that, I got promoted to being chief of staff for Governor Bob Holden. And, you know, helped administer a $19 billion budget, 65,000 employees, 20 state agencies, you know, with every form of public policy you could come into, anything from transportation to education to health to the environment, everything. And so... That trained me really well. And I was thinking, I have more executive experience than Sam Page. So I should do this. And not only do I have the experience, which I think anyone who knows me knows that I've been doing government for 30 years, and I, and I believe in good government, and and I've always shown that. And But people know that my personality is much better suited for county executive than his in that I can talk to everyone and anyone. And I don't, it's never personal when you disagree with someone. And everybody needs to be at the table. Transparency works. And you know what's really amazing is good government is good politics. Hmm, who'd have thought? Um, but when you use government for politics for no good government purpose, people start to see through it. Whether they know it or not, they have a feeling this guy's not being truthful. And I think Tuesday's election was a complete referendum on Sam Page. You know, Prop A said, we don't like what you're doing with your budget. We think you're fiddling around with it and hiding your cronies all over county government and not putting them in your budget. So they voted 73% for that. Then you had Prop B, which says quit your job. I mean, I can't believe we're still having that. And and, and let me just be clear for the record. If elected, I will quit all jobs. And I will yeah. devote all of my time to St. Louis County residents.
0: And let's talk about that. So Dr. Sam Page is a practicing anesthesiologist. Correct. And the county charter, this is what I was confused about. The county charter... I believe already said it does. You cannot have outside employment if yes. you hold. you the devote county-
2: all of your time to being county executive.
0: Right, but he's continued to have this <clears throat> position outside. Two, year- two years. Two years he's had this. So they put a uh, ballot initiative or a charter amendment that makes clear you cannot hold
2: another, anything,
0: uh, any other jobs. No
2: independent contractor. No, I mean they broadened it, and they and they and said it passed it- overwhelmingly. Yes, it passed, he got 38 percent of the vote, which is interesting because it coincides with the 38 percent that he got in the Democratic primary when he was uh, in the last election two years ago.
0: Well, and that's what I want to talk about. So when it's I not popular
2: among Democrats, well, that's
0: what I, <laughs> that's what I can't figure out. So when I look at Sam Page, I'm like, you know, I I, I was supporting Mark Montavani when he ran. As did I. and And I think that, you know, there was this idea that, oh, because we're going through covid, he's a doctor. So like he's. I don't I think know. That, do you think that, do you think that I played did. a role? Oh,
2: I absolutely think it did. But but you have to remember though, even when he was the doctor, he only got 38%. But because there were four candidates, right? He ended up winning. Right. So the he seems to be 38% guy. So I'm like, well, 38% is not enough when there's only two of us.
0: And your head's up, right? There's yeah. nobody, nobody Absol- else, nobody else Absolutely.
2: So it's uh so yeah So this is
0: gonna be a sprint. I mean the primary yes. is in August.
2: Oh, yeah. This is gonna be a short circuited, <laughs> but you know what? I gotta tell you, and I've been doing this all my career. I think it's even better that way. I think I think the 2 years of running wears people out. I agree. And I think that this this sprint I think will be great and I think um I'm getting I can't believe how I I am very shocked and I shouldn't be, I mean, I do this work, but I am very shocked by the support I'm getting.
0: So, so how much, I mean, money wise, what do you have to raise and where do things stand right now? I mean,
2: Well, you, think- uh, you know, I think there's going to be a PAC that's put up to support me, which is great. And by law, I can help raise money sure. in the PAC. And then I'm going to deregister as a lobbyist because I can't have a campaign committee while I'm a lobbyist. Ah, okay. So, um, but I, you know, I have clients, I represent police officers and I have other clients who have things in state government, so... Um, but I'll probably be deregistering in the very near future, and I'll set up a campaign committee as well. So um, yeah, so I'll begin. I'm raising money now, so we'll start raising money and and see where we go. And yeah, I mean, I he only has about 500 on hand, which is not very good for an incumbent. Mm-hmm. A couple hundred in his campaign, so I think I can get there. I think I can lap him on that.
0: And so, what are the primary issues? No pun intended. But what yes. are you what are you focused on as yeah. you know hitting him on as far as where he has failed?
2: Well, the number one issue on voters' minds, always, every poll, no matter what you look at, is public safety. And, you know, violent crime has doubled in St. Louis County since 2012. That's terrifying. And he hides the statistics. Okay, so if you go to the county website, and you should, go to the county website and look where they have the the crime tracker. And it's been under construction since he became county executive. (laughs) I just, I just think that's unbelievable. Why wouldn't you tell the citizens what's going on? And it's that kind of lack of transparency. It permeates every part of his government, which is un just it's unheard of. Well,
0: I feel like the focus in the St. Louis region has been on Tashara Jones and and Kim Gardner, and I don't mm-hmm. think Wesley Bell has really been there he hasn't been focused in terms of like what he hasn't done as a prosecutor what are your views on him and i mean don't you think that's important if you have a prosecutor who Absolutely. actually believes that crime exists and that it needs to be and prosecuted because i've heard stories from people who you know work in the county and they're just blown away even people you know in government that can't believe what takes place as far as plea deals as far as you know not prosecuting certain Case crimes cases dismissed correct so, so what's how yes. how can you motivate it let's say you win Mm -hmm. what can you do to make sure that people are actually being held accountable for their crimes
2: well first of all transparency so um i finally did get some data that indicates his prosecution level is is on par with him with uh kim gardner and it just hasn't been publicized so as county executive i'm going to be very clear you are you are a separate elected official prosecutor bell however i i you know county government holds the purse and you need to be held accountable for what you do. You don't get more money when you don't prosecute. And, you know, you don't you don't get more money when you give up federal dollars because you refuse to um, enforce, you know, criminally enforced child support for the children of St. Louis County. Because guess what? When those kids, you know, aren't paid for by the parents, you know, taxpayers eventually foot that bill. So um, those are the kind of things. So I will be very transparent. And, um, you know, because I'm a lawyer, I have a legal background and I'm able to determine what he's doing and not doing. And I will be much clearer about that.
1: Sally here is smash out this week on the Mark Milton show. And I just spent a little more than a year working in news. So I was actively following the events in the County and County council. And Mm -hmm. one common thing that I've noticed is anytime the County tries to get something going economically, pass a stimulus, pass some funding, that there always seems to be one or two holdouts who say, I'm not working on this or I'm not giving my approval because my neighborhood needs this, my neighborhood needs that. I've mm-hmm. seen it in the city too. Yeah. How, how do you think you can get the region, both just the county as a whole mm-hmm. and the county in conjunction with the rest of the region, including the city, St. Charles County and the like? The Metro East. Exactly, to maybe promote more regionalism, regional growth, and to be able to prop up areas without taking away from what's going well.
2: Here's the thing. I think that people have moved to their corners because they're distrustful. That That's what tends to happen to people when, and, and, that, and, you know, elected leaders are not immune to that. When People feel like they're not getting their fair share or they're not being told the truth about where the money went. The first tranche of federal money, the county council, which was, you know, Sam had, Sam Page had the county council on his side they gave him carte blanche for that money and what he did with it really made everyone distrustful. So that starts why people are saying, Oh, well I got to go get mine because you know, he's playing politics with our money and that's what causes that. So the inability of him to collaborate with other people shows itself in, in nearly every area of government. And that the, the, the relationship with the County council is number one problem. Um, everyone was convinced, Oh, when Steve Stenger leaves, you know, the felon, when he leaves, everything's going to be sweetness and light. And it wasn't. And then everybody started to figure out that, that the thread through all the dissension was Sam. And it was always Sam. That's not to say Steve Stinger committed crimes. He went to jail. He should have. That. He's out. He's out. He's gone. I mean, <laughs> I've seen him on LinkedIn. He's right? active on LinkedIn. Well, well, and you know, good for him. Yeah, do your I, time, do whatever, exactly. but you know, but here's the deal, you know, the dissension didn't stop. So what did that tell you? So, you know, Sam was in charge of the County council for two years. He was chair. He's been elected by the way. He's been running for office since 1999. Okay. Everything from city council to state rep to state senate to lieutenant governor. I mean, it was never about what the position was. It was like, how does he just remain as an elected official? It's, I don't, there's not dedication to St. Louis County. He just wants to be elected. So I think transparency, having everybody in the room. I mean, you know, he did his state of the county address and then he ran out the back door. Wouldn't talk to press, wouldn't talk to anybody. How do you market St. Louis County? How do you deal with council members when you won't talk to them? I mean, I I know it sounds simple, but it is that simple. When people talk and they communicate, it makes it much more difficult for everybody to go to their corner and say, I got to protect mine. Now, I got to tell you, I support the um, uh, tearing down of Jamestown Mall. You know, we had Crestwood Mall has been torn down and now has already been redeveloped. Jamestown has been sitting there a lot longer. That's unincorporated St. Louis County. It's St. Louis County's responsibility. It is an environmental hazard. The residents up there deserve this. So I do believe that North County was neglected, especially in the first tranche of the federal dollars. You know which council district got the most money for the small business relief? Lisa Clancy's. I wonder why that is. (laughs) I mean, are you joking? I mean, I, I think everyone agreed that, you know, that the businesses that needed the most should have gotten it. And it was, you know, okay, Sam said, okay, you guys get to just pick your friends and give it out. That, that's not a way to do this. And so I feel like policies are not researched. They're not vetted. They certainly, he says he's going to triple the, or quadruple the rate that municipalities pay to house people at the jail. Granted, there needs to be a rate increase. I'm about that. But what he doesn't remember is that, you know, when when all the municipalities supported the bonds to build the jail, and, and, and part of the agreement of that was that they would get a discounted rate because they helped build the facility. Well, he's, I mean, do you just not research that? I mean, you don't go back to the archives and say, okay, how did, how did this all get here? And, you know, and then he unrolls this policy not even knowing the background of how things got the way they are. So, you know, that kind of stuff puts distrust in people's minds because he throws out these policies in the county. The council feels like they have to re-research everything because they don't know what they're getting handed.
0: Well, here's another thing that bothers me is – You talked about Sam Page's. He's a career politician, right? Really,
2: a a career part-time politician.
0: Well, but what I don't get is, and this is coming from a failed politician, someone who ran for state rep in 2016 Mm -hmm. and lost. But I feel like I was running for the right reasons because, like, part of it was okay. You know, we've got a Republican-dominated legislature. We need someone from St. Louis County who can go in, have influence, trying to focus on yeah, represent St. Louis County, but recognize that like we're the economic engine. You know, as St. Louis goes, so goes the state. And I feel like, Sam Page, I see no vision. I see no real, like...
2: There's no plan.
0: There's no plan. There's no, like, hey, hey, here's why I want to be county executive. Right. Why do you want to be county executive?
2: I want to be county executive, one, because your first order of government is you have to keep your citizens safe. The people in North County, especially, are being terrorized, you know, running gun battles down the highway. Unacceptable. And it's not okay that our neighbor to the east is defunding police, which means that puts more strain on our officers and Jefferson County, uh, St. Charles County. You know, that, that, that has a regional impact, and it needs to be discussed, and he just gives her a pass. That's not appropriate. If you want to work regionally, everything has to be regional, and you don't get to defund the police so that we can pick up the slack for you, put more people on by state. Second, economic recovery. Have we heard... We've not heard word one since he's been county executive about recovering this economy. You know, the businesses that were destroyed, the restaurants that were run out of business, um, the people who are looking for jobs and good jobs. We have no housing. We need an up and down housing study that says this is how much, you know, middle income, this is how much lower income, this is how much, you know, single family. We have no idea. You know, African-Americans are fleeing St. Louis City. 20% of the African-Americans in the city fled they jumped over St. Louis County and went straight to St. Charles. How are we not attracting those people? How are we not doing that? And one of the big reasons is housing, because there's no middle-income housing going on. First thing Sam Page does when he gets appointed is he enacts these, you know, crazy regulations from the city that basically throws the home builders out of St. Louis County. And it's like, why would we do that? This is not the time to be doing these kinds of things. And so his politics seems to be retaliatory rather than pursuant to a plan. And so, you know, there are a lot of great ideas about, there, about what we should be doing. We have to redo the Economic Development Partnership. It's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. We're not. All the projects that he took credit for in his state of the county were state projects. I'm like, how do you have pride to, like, take credit for other people's work? Huh. I mean, I think that's really strange. And so, um, you know, so that has to be number one priority is economic development. And I think it's, it's crime and jobs. Those are the two number one issues.
1: Now, you've mentioned some of the issues with the city and Tashara Jones's administration and Mm -hmm. how the county really doesn't have much control. Do you think that there's any path forward in the near future, let's say the next few years, next decade, to maybe work towards a city-county merger? And is it feasible?
2: Well, one, it will never be feasible if you do it in secret. Okay, we've learned that. And, and, That's the big deal. You have to be transparent about it. And so they're not being transparent about it. We know that they're booking some sort of deal with the NFL money. And it may I think it's about the airport. That's what all the tea leaves are. You know, you can't do those kinds of things, you know, and not tell the council and hide it from everybody. People get very suspicious, okay? Look, this is not an easy issue. Um, And there are ways to cooperate, and we should be doing it. But we should be open about it. And we need to be very clear about who's subsidizing who. And the dollars, we need to talk about the dollars. It's an uncomfortable conversation, but we need to have it. And, you know, the county contributes a lot of money. We tr- contribute a lot more to Metrolink. We contribute to the zoo. We contribute to the botanical. All of those things, which I love and I think we should do. But we, we have to put it all on the table as to who's contributing what so that we can come up with a plan and say, okay, we're not going to shove an elephant down a fleece throat. But let's start looking at the areas that we can do it. The economic development and partnership was supposed to be a way to begin that conversation. And it has basically fallen apart.
0: Well, so I I look at St. Louis City and I I was somebody who was receptive to the idea of a merger Uh because I look at the bigger issue of, you know, how do you market yourself to national businesses, national executives. I think they look at St. Louis like, this is a cluster. I mean, like, this is just a completely... 88
2: municipalities and city and the county and, yeah.
0: So, but, like, now I'm of of the point where I look at the city, I'm like, the city can't save itself. Like, why would, as a county resident, why would we want to take this on? And I don't see any sort of self-reflection from those in charge in the city or, like, any indication that they're going to recognize, like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't defund the police or maybe we should actually... Start prosecuting criminals and you
2: not be proud of the fact that we that we have a low population because we're letting people out because of COVID. We're just letting people out of jail and not prosecuting them. That's not a crime plan.
0: Well, KMOV had a story this week about like the number of cases that were just dismissed against murderers. I against mean, violent murderers criminals
2: for withholding evidence for violating the constitutional rights of defendants. So not only are you not protecting the public, you're violating the rights of defendants. So nobody is winning under the criminal. The reimagination of of crime that's going on downtown.
0: Well, and that's where I'm kind of of the mind that look, St. Louis, downtown, like it it's never gonna be what people think it could be like could have been in terms of a bustling metro, you know, metropolitan area with the I mean you go down to like last night we were at the blues game and we went down to the Mac and we took the shuttle over. It's like every restaurant. I mean, it's sad to see Charlie Gito's once, you know, one of my favorite places. I mean, every restaurant down there is closed and I don't and, and there's just no, and we we're driving down there at five thirty. There's not a soul downtown. walking around downtown. And I just I think the focus almost needs to shift away from downtown. I think the county has an opportunity. There's some good things happening to Westport. I mean, there's a lot of good oh, things happening regionally.
2: Absolutely. Jeffco, Franklin, St. Charles County. There is no reason why we should not be working with them and we're not. As a county, we're not even working with the thriving parts of our state, which is unacceptable. I have no doubt that I could work with all of those groups. And, and again, I will work with the mayor when she's willing to do that. But I have to hope that Franklin, Jefferson, St. Charles, and St. Louis County can lead and hope to see that they can follow. Because you're right. Like, if I'm going to go get a big company, do you think – I mean, even, like, Michael Neidorf, he was honest about it. He's like, really? crime is our number one problem. If I hear one more report coming out of some – business group or whatever saying this is what we need to move forward, but not one mention of crime, I'm gonna pull my hair out. Because that's that you cannot have a conversation about recovery without controlling crime. No no companies are gonna come here. Nobody's gonna want to grow here if, you know, they're worried about getting shot in the street. Right. And that's just reality. Well and, and,
0: I, and I think we actually have a really good asset in the Metrolink system. I mean I, when I was 16, I lived in grew up in Belleville, Swansea. Mm-hmm. I would take the Metrolink. Mm-hmm to my job at the stadium club. Do you remember the stadium club? Oh, absolutely. The stand- so I was a busboy there at 16. Awesome. I would take the Metro to and from, like, without concern, right? It would be right. crowded. I would never let my kid get on the Metro link now. And it's like, there's one easy fix, turnstiles. The fact that you can well, just Well, you got to walk- start there. And we I need more security. And we need more security. Security in general. But it's gotten to a point where it's like, this is an asset for the region. Light rail is important if you want to be a major metropolitan
1: area. And it's become... Unridable unrideable for a lot of people because of the lack of security. And it is a must to upgrade it because I happen to live right by a Metrolink station, taking a lot to go downtown, and people say, oh, aren't you afraid? Is it not safe? And I go, well, maybe it does have its issues, but at least I know my car is safe at home. Because I don't know if I'm any less safe than if I have to park three or four blocks away from Bush Stadium or the Enterprise Center downtown and then leaving a game, you know, 90 minutes, two hours after it ends when most of the fans are gone. I think I'd rather take my chances on the Metrolink. But it is an absolute joke, the fact that I can't even remember the last time I've had a ticket checked.
2: I mean, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And and I mean, and, and I, these people come up with these ideas about, oh, you know, no turnstiles is great. No studies, no data. I mean, I, I like believe in data. Like, we can look at numbers. Data? Data. What a concept. So let me just tell you this. Out of Jefferson, Franklin, St. Charles, St. Louis County, St. Louis City, the St. Louis County had the highest death rate of COVID. He had the worst results. I You know, you want to say data and you want to say, oh, my God, thank God for the doctor. But at some point, that has to be evaluated.
0: If you're going to try to use it as a, strength, if you're going to
2: use it as a strength, then we have to say that you know that the, the death rate in St. Louis County was higher than it was for the state of Missouri as a whole. Now, all we heard about was you know him, uh, you know Dr. Page, dogging the governor, and the governor's terrible. And it's like, well, when this was all said and done, um, the Page administration, frankly, St. Louis County did the worst. St. Louis City has more poverty and has more challenges than St. Louis County, and yet the death death rate was higher in St. Louis County. That matters, and it has to be discussed. And fear, you know, health fear is not enough anymore. We have to evaluate what happened here.
0: So let me ask you something. So this is the Mark Millen show. We have Jane Duker running for county executive, lawyer, lobbyist, Mm -hmm. uh, attorney for the Fraternal Order of Police. Obviously, we talked about public safety. Why do you think, like, the masking you know the mask mandates became so political i want to get your take on that because yeah. i don't understand this is something that's infuriated me throughout covid is the politicization politiza- politicization of-, of like the covid measures because we know the masks don't work the the cloth masks d- do not provide protection yet sam page his his instinct his reflexive mm-hmm. action was more mask mandates mm-hmm. you know locked up so why did that become political why was that something he thought would be to his advantage, to, to, and even though as a doctor, quote-unquote, he should know that these masks were worthless.
2: Right. It was never, it was always politicized. I think people just got tired of it. Where this really hit, the rubber hit the road here, is when, you know, he decided that he was going to just do all this unilateral stuff and not include the council. The council got fed up because he wasn't following the charter. The charter said he, you know, that these kind of mandates needed to go through the legislative body. I mean, that's not, okay, Let's can we go back to civics class, like in middle school, where they tell you there's three branches of government, and, you know, the legislature enacts the policy, and then the executive actually, you know, executes the policy, hence the name executive branch. So, but he thought he got to do all three, and, um, you know, the courts disagreed, Um, you know, in the sense that, look, when the entire Missouri legislature, there was maybe about five no votes on the bill that curtailed Sam Page's power. That includes Democrats. There, you know, that is a that is a referendum on you. He, he served in the legislature. They know him, and they don't like him. And that's just reality. And so for a bill to pass with bipartisan support curtailing his powers, that was a referendum that he had just gone too far. He came out when he shut the restaurants down the second time. He was proud. He was grinning about the fact that they, he had the most restrictive measures in the United States. And I'm like, how can you be gleeful about this? And, and even the city didn't shut down the restaurants. He he wouldn't work with Lida Crewson.
0: And then he's eating out in St. Charles. Absolutely. He's oh, going out. He's eating out in St. Charles. Don't forget the hockey game, The too. hockey game without and, and the mask. I, I got to admit, I did take the photo of him that circulated at an event in St. Louis where he sat maskless for two hours right. at, a, at a fundraiser.
2: With an anti-masker Ernie Trachis.
0: Correct. And I'm sitting there yeah. thinking to myself. This guy, I mean, I don't know. And he's, and you know what, Dr. Sam Page, you're welcome to come on the Mark Milton Show anytime you want. He doesn't, he doesn't talk to humans, but he's welcome on to explain himself. Because when I sat there and looked at his, I don't see a teleprompter, no offense, but his smug ass sitting there, maskless for two hours, knowing that like my kids being forced to mask because they're afraid of, of, you know, going against the county executive's Mm -hmm. orders, I just don't understand. How you can how how stupid you can be? Why go out in public maskless? If you're an elected official who's oh. who's doing this, the hubris is amazing. And, and the
2: way he attacked the black women, I, I just it made me physically sick. First of all, the chair dispute—like I will never forget that. I have never seen such an abuse of government in my entire career. Tell
0: us what for people that don't know. Tell us what. So,
2: that So you know, uh, Sam Page wanted Lisa Clancy to remain the chair. Um, the problem was, you know, when you're on the county council, you have to learn how to count to four. Okay, because there's you know you need four <laughs> votes to pass a bill, and so uh, the, what they did was they had Rochelle Walton Gray um, stay beyond her term. Okay, she lost the election to Councilwoman Webb. Okay, lost. Okay, lost. Like certified votes, you know, like that's what happens, and had her vote beyond her term to keep Lisa Clancy as chair, in order to prevent Rita Days from being chair. Who, by the way. It was the first, you know, um, um, minority minority leader in the House. Was the first af- African American senator from St. Louis County. She has she worked. She's been on school boards. Um, she was a Missouri rep. She was a Missouri senator. I've worked with. I've known Rita for nearly thirty years, and she's honest and smart and dedicated. To, I mean, so much more experienced than Lisa Clancy, and they did that and they prevented her from being chair. So then. He had his county counselor, his lawyer, sue the council over the chair dispute. I mean, I, I have net that would be like the attorney general suing some of some legislators. I mean, you just don't do that. And so, um, of course, the court said, Are you crazy? Like you won't vote against out, out of your term. The term is the term is the term. Right.
0: Wait for the new people to come in, then you vote on who the chair is. That the, would make sense, right? Because if you have a county course. A county council of seven people who's going to be taking over in January of mm-hmm. twenty twenty one was a
2: vote. Yeah, they should vote on who their chair is. So the first thing he did to African-American uh, Councilwoman Webb was he disenfranchised her. Yeah. This is what we're doing? I, I mean, this is so... And So I will tell you, that started... Him breaking the law consistently is what really lost it for the council. And so when the masking stuff came up, they said, we are not opposed to masks. And it was funny because it was the Democrats saying, we are not opposed to what you want to do, but you. it's time you follow the law. And it's a consistent theme. And I'm sort of proud of them for doing that because that's not necessarily the politically sexy answer. But they're like, if we don't get this guy to start following the law, Lord knows what he'll do. He really doesn't think the laws apply to him. It is stunning to me. I I just, how can you say you love the government when you just ignore its laws? I just, it's stunning to me.
1: It's amazing what can happen when something appears on your teleprompter.
2: Exactly.
1: Plain and simple. Now, you've mentioned some of the mask mandates and how Dr. Page seemed to take total glee in basically making St. Louis County residents prisoners in their homes. Did you ever have any issues with any of the recommendations that came from the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force?
2: Okay, so in the beginning, you know, I thought they were doing a great job, you know, the transparency, the data. Well, then when things started to go on, you started to figure out that, um, for example, when they were talking about the hospitalization rates, they would refuse to tell the public how many of those people were not St. Louisans. We were taking on a lot, of, and, and I'm glad we do. We have the best healthcare system. I mean, I'm so proud of our healthcare system in St. Louis. It's incredible, and we huge say, asset. Huge asset that we should be selling that we're not. And um, so then they would sort of start hiding the data, and then it just became clear that the, 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 the tail was wagging the dog and people started to sort of catch on that, wait a minute here, this is, seems to be politicized again. And that's when people lose faith. And then you have a, a director of health that falsely alleges that he was assaulted, racially <laughs> assaulted. I mean, and then you, the tape comes out and he's a liar and Sam Page sticks with him. That kind of loss of credibility um, makes it difficult I was never an anti-vaxxer. I was never really even an anti-masker, but I always wanted to be have things be a little bit more moderate. And, you know, just because people disagree with you, I mean, he called them Trumpsters. And I'm like, the irony of that, when you are the one who, who basically um, ignores the law and just thinks none of this applies to you. When
0: again, it's plain politics. That's this whole, th- the, 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 for the, nationally, locally, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say, like that's what is so frustrating about the way COVID has played out is You know, it's become political when like common sense just goes out the window. If you just look, they
2: acknowledged that there was no enforcement mechanism, but he basically said residents are so dumb, we need to have it in there, even though there's no enforcement because they're so dumb they'll follow. Right. I do not think voters are dumb. I don't think that that is appropriate behavior, and so that's the hypocrisy of it. Is where he really lost me, and um, so I understand you want to do health measures. And I'm willing to listen, but when you start playing with people's minds on purpose, that's where you lose me. And that government has no role in doing that.
0: So let me ask you this: So in terms of you know, you've got a heads up race against Sam Page in the mm-hmm. primary. Uh, we talked about the African American population, how mm-hmm. he has has treated you know their oh. representatives on the county council. I mean, what are you? What are your chances of, of of going into the North County and and trying to? Win that vote because I think that's going to be a huge factor in whether or not you can defeat him. And why would they vote for him? I don't understand why. You know, last well, I mean, time why I mean, he won that vote.
2: It's interesting because the number one issue, and and I will as soon as I become county executive, I am going to call the EEOC and have them come in. We are racking up dozens of discrimination lawsuits. I, in this day and age, I can't understand. And you know, Troy Doyle, who was you know applied to be chief, Sam courted him. Did the whole nine yards, sent him to Jeff City to fundraise for him. So creepy. And, you know, and then he says things like, oh, you know, the police foundation doesn't want a a black chief. And I don't believe that was ever said. I believe Sam told him that. I believe Sam told Lieutenant Colonel Troy Doyle that. You have that. You have Hazel Irby, who one of her last acts on earth before she passed away was to do a deposition to preserve her testimony in her discrimination lawsuit against Sam Page. You had Sam Page covering up the sexual harassment of Ernie Trachis. Okay, so we, we have a pervasive culture in St. Louis County. It is a toxic working environment for all minorities. So that's number one issue that, I mean, that I am going to explain to people that we cannot have a culture of discrimination in county government. It's We're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars like every month on defending Discrimination lawsuits. We got slammed for twenty million from Keith Weilhaber. That was Sam's decision to go to trial. There wasn't a person on the planet that said this is a dumb idea. That
0: was the, the, the evidence, gay cop who yes. sued the, the county. Yes, for discrimination. Oh,
2: and then he became um, he became the, the head of the diversity unit. And um, there was an incident where the former chief, and she was a nice lady, but she I, I, she was a, a compromised candidate. And the chief search was an unmitigated disaster because of Sam Page. And so her brother-in-law said uh, said a racial slur over the police radio, and Keith Wildhaber came out and said, "This is unacceptable. Like we can't have this." And so they, you know, dragged him in and said, "You know, we don't. Want, you can't really talk and say things to the press without our consent." And he said, "Well, if I can't come out against discrimination, I don't want to be in this unit anymore." And he left the unit. And wow. I mean, it just goes on. And on. And, and some of the, the lawsuits are about Sam Page's behavior. Yeah. Like, that is not okay. So that's one issue I know North County. I think Jamestown Mall is a huge issue for them, absolutely, rightfully so. Um, that's a hazard that needs to go away. Um, it should have gone away a long time ago, I agree. I was so proud of Tim Fitch when he stood up and said, had this been down south, it would have already been taken care of. Up oh, And sure enough, Crestwood was taken care of
0: big fan of Tim Fitch front of the show he's been on the show yeah
2: i mean and chief fitch is a great guy and you know and and i love that the that mark carter tim fitch the the male republicans white males um team up with the black female democrats i mean that should be instead of being a lesson and being something that should be touted you know sam page does everything in his power to create dissension among the group when i'm like you've got a bipartisan group of people who want to govern and you're trying to split it up. And I agree.
0: That's what's always fascinating to me about the county council. It's like it should you be nonpartisan There's seven people with like a tremendous amount of power mm-hmm. in, in the St. Louis region. He spits
2: on him every day. Yeah. And, and
0: it's like if you would make the effort to galvanize them towards some. And I think it's a lack of a plan. I don't think he has a plan other than correct to promote himself and, and to keep power. I mean, that seems to be well his, and keep
2: his 25 percent people happy. Because, you know, that was enough the last time. And I think he thinks, well, if I just cultivate that, that'll be enough. And I hope that my candidacy will mean that it's not. I also think, you know, the issue that, you know, you gave the most small business relief to Lisa Clancy's district. I I mean, that's unconscionable to me.
0: It's nuts. It's nuts. And I I want to talk about something else that kind of plays into the national politics, which I want to get your take on. Mm -hmm. So you've been criticized as being, you know, on the Republican side. If you're not conservative, quote, unquote, conservative enough, you become be pure called, enough. You're 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 a rhino. You've been <laughs> accused of not really being a Democrat, which is insane to me because I've I mean, I've followed you for a long time. I disagree with you on a lot of issues. And you kind of remind me a lot of Bill Maher, who I've become. I've always been a Bill Maher fan, actually, right. in terms well, of because he says what show. he thinks. Well, and he, he made the point he was on with Adam Carolla and he's I haven't changed. Exactly. I'm still, I'm still the Democrat that I've always been. It's the, crazy, the crazies have, have, have kind of the taken over. The lunatic fringe. It huh. is a lunatic fringe. And I don't know why it's, uh, why are people so afraid to call that out on the left? Because I feel like- It's getting
2: easier by it? the day. Oh yeah, but when I first started doing it, I mean, you know me, I got canceled every day. And I'm like, these people are not Democrats, okay? These are socialists. I'm not joking. But are there bigger
0: forces? Like, I, honestly, we talk about Russian disinformation or Chinese influence. Like, oh, I do. Like th- the transgender thing. Like, to me, that's something that's like taken over like the left. The culture war. But like, why? I don't because understand. Because they saw
2: Republicans do the culture war, and they think, and it worked. And why don't we do it?
0: And but it's they're losing. I don't think. I don't think. No, it's a I, winning I issue. defund
2: is it's not. Oh no. And and here's the other thing. You make a very good point. St. Louis County Council should not be a hotbed for cultural issues. That's not their job. It has nothing to do with what they're supposed to be doing. So every day that Lisa Clancy comes in and wants to start a culture war and says, oh my gosh, the people speaking, You know, we need to shut down public comment because we're now afraid of free speech at a government meeting. And they excoriated the black female chair for saying, I, 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 I disagree, I hate some of what they're saying, but I'm going to let them say it. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I think letting the speech go on basically shows people what they need to know. But 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 the minute you try to shut down speech, it, it you're afraid. You're obviously the always the counterbalance to gross and ugly speech is more speech. That's what democracy is. That's what civilized society does. And I so that's the thing. And I'm telling you, I do think the progressives are having a very hard row. There there's going to be a slaughter, a midterm In slaughter. In November, yeah. I agree. There with is. You. I
0: agree and with
2: I you. hate to say it. And and look, I don't think Joe Biden is that radical he's not he doesn't believe in defunding the police he doesn't believe in this nonsense but when you enable people like Corey bush it causes problems
0: well i'm gonna get you to take on that and the joe biden it's almost call it a phenomenon at this point to watch him on a daily basis when he's he's sort of shuffles out and i mean as a democrat isn't there part of you that's like okay he's not functioning at a level where he can maintain the presidency so a, there's no way he runs for reelection. Re- and B, like, how do we, as a country, po- politics aside, and I know you probably would think Trump was I felt the same right? way. Right. <laughs> so, so is, that, is that what you felt about
2: Trump? Yes. Because at least with Trump,
0: like, I felt like he, you oh thought he was insane. I did. Okay? I did.
2: I still think he's insane. <laughs> so
0: I don't, so, I, think, I think he had all of his mental faculties. He just, I don't agree with like some of the tactics he would use, but I think. He had it together and he was he was making the decisions. What I worry about with Biden is like he's not making the decisions. So well, I don't
2: in some ways, I mean look, because I've been in government a long time. Sometimes the professional bureaucrats are, are the deep have, state. Yeah, the deep state. No, I call it experienced <laughs> people. I mean, what what is so wrong with having someone who's truly experienced but and wants to do public service for the right reasons? Nothing is wrong with that. Exactly.
0: But I feel like with him, because I agree with you, I don't think Joe Biden is the lunatic that his policies would tell you that he is now at this point. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he's come full circle and said, Oh yeah, I agree with all these things now because he's the same Democrat. I would think policy wise that he was, he's reserve. moderate
2: and, and you know, and I got to tell you, I, I was very attracted to that because I'm a moderate. I always have been, and you're right. I've not changed. I've been a Democrat longer, even longer than career politicians. And page has been, and I'm proud of my proud of my record as a Democrat um union but, strong i mean that's union the strong Bro
0: union like these are the values that like of the democratic absolutely. party absolutely i don't and know what they stand income. for i don't know what the democrats stand for well, i don't know
2: what sam page stands for but i know what democrats still stand for and they still stand for you know the working people and everybody gets a chance you don't get a, a guaranteed outcome but you, everybody gets a fair chance i believe in you know um i'm a fiscal conservative but i'm also like leave people alone yeah, you know, I don't think that transgender people should be discriminated against. Okay, I mean, we—you're we, telling me we don't have better things to do than deal with that. Um, but I also—I got to tell you, and I know here comes my dino again.
1: <laughs>
2: but I—I I, I have trouble with that—that that swimmer. I mean, yeah. that situation sort of brought all this to bear, and and I think that's about a ten percent issue. Oh, I think for the electorate, I think know? it's like
0: one percent. I think it—it's. I think some on the left, far left, would want you to think that that's like a fifty fifty issue. It's and not. They would, they it's not would, even close. They would want to destroy you if you disagree. But I think like ninety percent of Americans, not way more than ninety percent, are like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have. We need to leave men. them alone.
2: But leave them alone. Don't discriminate. But you, dude, like, look, you have the body of Michael <laughs> Phelps. I mean, you're not <laughs> swimming. I mean, that's insane, yeah. right? And and what's interesting about that is you don't have um, a lot of women who are dying to get into male sports.
0: Right. Right. Okay. It's, it seems to be a one way street and you're, and they're winning. It's like, Oh, well right. I can go win, but right. I would lose. I don't know, just The whole thing is. Totally if I had a daughter
2: vying for a college scholarship, I I'd would be, be livid.
0: I would be like beside myself. So. And I, and
2: I always, I always also get concerned when as a party, your platform starts to look like you're declaring war on parents. Mm-hmm. Don't ever declare war on parents. And, and, and I think that, um, you know, the whole school board stuff, the masking stuff, the undercurrent. And and while you may have agreed with certain health policies or you agree with certain, you know, education policies, the rhetoric starts to look like you're declaring more like you're telling parents they don't know what to do with their kids. Right. En masse. Okay, not you know, not you're not attacking behavior, you're attacking people. You're attack- Oh, you're a Trumpster, so you hate black people. I mean, you cannot do that. You cannot generalize in that way. You can always denounce bad behavior. And that's what you should do, but to start generalizing. And I would go to these meetings, and yes, there were some crazy people that would say things that were literally insane. But it's a local governmental meeting. Well, that's Democrats what they do. used to believe in free speech. Exactly. They used to not hate police. Right. And I, the biggest reason why I am like shouted down daily is because I I work for cops, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're a lobbyist for the cops. How could you ever be elected official?" I said, "Well, no. We need to ask the bigger question here is." Why do police officers, firefighters, why do our first responders need lobbyists in the first place to be protected from their government? That we should be talking about. Why am I, why is someone like me necessary to protect the people who protect us every day? So, no, I am I, I am more than qualified. So if I'm unqualified to be county executive because I work with the police, then Sam Page is conflicted um, from being a doctor and doing anything regarding health care. I mean, it's ridiculous.
0: Right, and I think your biggest selling point, from my perspective, is your ability to talk with anyone, you're willing to work with people. He seemingly just has no interest in forming any sort of a coalition. of of He's just
2: not constitutionally capable. The reason why he kind of sort of did okay in a legislative arena is because it was never him making the decisions by himself. And I just frankly think that just from a person, if you can't talk to the press without a teleprompter – like You're not qualified. I hate to say it, and you're not executive material. He's run off all of the talent that we've had in county government. I mean, I, I've known a lot about county government for a very long time, and he, it, it's a talent drain. And, and we have to get those people back to get just get the trains running on time. I think county residents would be most happy if they heard nothing about county government because that means that it's just working.
0: I agree with you. I, I think so, people... Don't want to hear about the the disputes that go on. on nope. the, they don't care, frankly. Nope. I mean, nope. most people don't know. They get aggravated. They don't know who's on the county council. All they see is dysfunction, you know, dysfunction and they don't want to hear about it. Uh, Jane Duker, the great Jane Duker, joining us here Yay. in the Miller Furniture Studios. Remember, Miller Furniture with three locations, Jane. Belleville, mm-hmm. Lake St. Louis, and now Ellisville, 1.2 miles east of Clarkson mm-hmm. Road. Have you ever been to Miller Furniture? They have beautiful showrooms. I'm going to go. American-made furniture. I need Check a cabinet. Out. Go, I'm going. it's Amish made, uh, American-made furniture, custom colors. You can pick any you can pick out all I your love designs. that. Tell them Milty and the Smash sent you. You won't be disappointed. You can shop online Millerfurniture.com, M U E L E. Excuse me. M-U-E-L-E L-L-E-R-Furniture.com. Also, Rosalitas is a sponsor of the show. Rosalita's oh, Cantina. Actually, the chips. The chips. I bet we had Are my five, life. five baskets. We uh we had Rosalita's little, I love you. We had a post post tax season. Happy hour on Monday. To, I bet to you celebrate, did. <laughs> to <laughs> celebrate uh, the end of, well, it's like the first leg of tax season. Right. Because it seems like now it's like people file extensions, but we got a lot. She's raising her hand. Uh, self employed. It's not easy being self employed. It rea- it's a it real isn't. challenge. Yep. People who get the W 2s, you, you should be lucky that it's you don't easier. have to deal with quarterlies and all that stuff. But uh, Rosalitas took great care of us on Monday night. The happy hour, 4 to 7. Yeah. You can't beat Quite it. Quite familiar with that. <laughs> $6 margaritas. I mean, huge. Huge margaritas, salt on the rims, delicious. So Rosalita's Cantina, downtown and on uh, off Manchester. Now, you do
1: know one thing. This was Smash's week to buy.
0: It was. It's convenient that he's not funny, here. Funny, funny, funny. We could head to lunch right oh. now. With Jane, thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, Come back anytime. Yeah, well, uh, we appreciate you being here. Uh, this is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash and Sally Again, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. Presented by stltaxlawyer.com. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisement.